If you've been with us, you know we have been in a series called uh, Disciples Making Disciples. And the whole point of the series is that we wanted to equip you to embrace the calling that each of us have as followers of Jesus Christ, and that is to be disciples who make disciples. But I want you to understand that what we're about, what we're talking about, we're talking about making disciples, is not just making converts. It's not just trying to get another notch on our belt, another name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, certainly we're doing that. But what we're really trying to do is to help people understand that being a Christian means following Jesus. It's not just a place you go on Sunday morning. It's not just having your name on a church roll. It's actually following Jesus. And that the fact that I am a Christ follower is woven into every area of my life, not just church. And so everything about my life becomes different because Christ is in the center of it. As a church, we have a mission statement. Some of you know this. My staff should know it because we go over it every single week. And so I'm going to get you to do what I get them to do with me on Tuesday mornings. I would like you to read our mission statement with me. And in case you don't have it memorized, we'll put it up on the screen for you. Okay. Won't we? All right, mission statement. Here we go. Say it with me. Grace Fellowship exists to glorify God by bringing people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hang on to this. A life-changing relationship. It's not about getting somebody saved and then giving them a fire insurance policy and going, hey, you're, you're out of hell now. I'll see you on the other side. It's about helping them understand that Jesus is woven into every aspect of life. It's about helping them understand the intimacy of the relationship that we can have with Jesus that changes everything. Some of you have discovered that. For, for others of you who are Christians, I want you to know that's the kind of life that you can have. And it's certainly the kind of life that we are trying to offer to others. As a church, we need to be disciples making disciples. And so evangelism, that is winning people to Christ, and discipleship, that's growing people in Christ, those two are intricately and forever woven together. We can't separate them as if they're something different. In fact, here's what I want you to know about discipleship. Discipleship is an investment, is an investment that the church makes in the kingdom of God. And we did a little light flashing just to help you out here. Just keep you awake. Okay. Discipleship is an investment the church makes in the kingdom of God. I've got some news for you. Nobody may have ever told you this, but one day, unless Jesus comes back in the interim, one day you're going to die. Isn't that cheery news to get on this sunny Sunday morning? One day you're, you're out of here. Same is true for me. But the kingdom of God will still be alive and active on this earth. When we disciple believers, when we help believers come to know Christ and grow in Christ, then we're strengthening the church, we're strengthening the kingdom of God so that when we're gone, the kingdom of God is still strong, is still active, 
is still being disciples who make disciples. So when we began this whole series a few weeks back, we looked at a passage in Matthew 28. It's commonly called the Great Commission. And in order to land this series, to bring it back down to earth, we're going to go right back to the same passage. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Very familiar passage to a great many of you. Maybe a little strange to some who haven't been in church all your lives. But if you've been in church all your life, this is probably one of those passages that you've heard preached and taught and and discussed and recited many, many times. But I want us to hear this again. As a matter of fact, why don't you help me out as we read this together? It'll be up on the screen for you. Here we go. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let me highlight very quickly, since we've already been through this passage and examined it a little more closely, I just want to highlight Three things that are mentioned here that we need to note. Uh, Most of you know, if you've studied this, that make disciples, that is the action verb in there, and everything else around that supports it. And so here's what I want you to know about this passage this morning. And that is, we make disciples by going. That's an intentional thing. on, On Monday morning, when I when I get up and I'm coming in, that you know, I've got an office here at the church, and on Monday morning, if I'm coming in the office. You know, I don't get out and randomly drive around and then show up here and go, well, how did that happen? No, just like you, if you've got a destination, if you've got someplace you're going, you're intentional about getting there. That's why you get bothered when people get in your way, because they don't seem to have the same intent that you do. You're intentional about getting there. And that's the thing about making disciples and going. It needs to be something that is intentional. We do it with purpose. And so we are intentional to be disciple makers. The second thing that we note here is that we make disciples by baptizing. Now, why is baptism so significant? Well, baptism is so significant for this reason. A believer is expressing a commitment, listen to this, to Christ and to Christ's church. Don't miss that. When a person is baptized, if you look through the New Testament, people were not baptized just so that they could be Lone Ranger Christians. They were baptized, brought into the life of the church. It was a symbol of their profession of faith, but it was more. So when we baptize a believer, the church is affirming these commitments to Christ and the church and committing to walk alongside that believer to help him or her grow and mature in the faith. And so it's not just something that the believer is doing as they're being baptized. It's something we do as a church. Think about it. When someone comes up to join our church, do I just say, hey, listen, will you put this church, put this person on the church roll? No. I ask you, hey, would you receive them? Would you pray for them? Would you stand with them? Would you work with them? In other words, would you let them be a part of our family and would you be family to them as we mutually commit to growing 
together in Christ. And so we, we, make, we, we make disciples by going, we make disciples by baptizing, we also make disciples by teaching. Jesus calls us to teach the, the disciples, to teach believers everything that he has commanded us. In other words, to help believers bring their lives in line with the will and the person of Jesus Christ. That's what the teaching's all about. They help you see, okay, this is where you are. This is where Christ would have you be. Let's help you walk along to move your life from where it is to where Jesus would have you be. That is the life change. And it, would anybody say that's a lifelong struggle? Uh-huh. It is. It is. And sometimes we get where Jesus wants us and we move. And we get back where Jesus wants us and we move. Okay. But this is part of discipleship. And it's easier and better if we do it together. I mean, isn't it great if you've got someone who's, who's willing to hold you accountable? You say, hey, listen, this is what I'm struggling with in my life. This has is, this is a, a been, a, a been an issue for me for a long, long time. And they say, listen, number two things. I, I, I'll pray for you and I'll be here for you. And if that's the case, you know that when you're struggling, you can pick up the phone or send a text message and go, hey, listen, you know the thing I told you about? I'm really struggling with that today. It could be a, a temptation into a sin. It could be something into an addiction. It could simply be a battle with depression, whatever it is. But to know you've got someone there with you in the trenches with you. That's part of what it means when we're teaching. It, it goes beyond just communicating information. It's an actual, let's come alongside this together. Let's learn and grow together. And here's the reality. Life change is, expect, is an expected outcome when a person believes in Jesus Christ. Uh, right now, we have... Um, we have one of our young couples in the church. I, the last text message I got was that Cassidy Calloway was pushing. That's a good thing. Oh, she's pregnant, by the way, if that helps you understand what pushing means. Okay, so she, she's, she's, she's in the process now of giving birth after a, a lengthy hospital stay, a lengthy labor. She's in the process of get, giving birth. And here's the thing I know, because it's true for most of us, and that is when you know there's a baby coming, you do some things to get ready for that child. But until that baby comes, you have no idea what life is going to be like. When a baby comes into the house, everything changes. Well, what should it be when Jesus enters into your life? If a baby makes that kind of difference, what about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords now sitting on the throne of your life. Life change should be the expected outcome for anyone who follows Jesus Christ. And so I want to focus a little bit this morning on this, this teaching aspect of the Great Commission. In the Bible, we see a number of ways, and I just I cherry-picked a few here uh, to, to give you some examples. And they're not on your list, but if you want to write down the verses, you're welcome to go back and look them up. But in the New Testament, we see a variety of ways that we can teach. Titus 2, 3, and 4 says that older women teaching younger women. So the older women should be teaching the younger women. There's a lot that we can learn from the generations that went 
ahead of us. One of the neat things about my small group, for instance, is we've got a variety of ages. And so it's really good that people who've already walked that path now has information they can pass along to those who are coming behind them, who are experiencing some of the same things that they experienced. In 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 and 2, we see Paul telling Timothy to train other believers who will train other believers. It's a, a cycle of training at, from one generation to the next of believers. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, fathers are training their children in the faith. In Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, all Christians are to exhort each other every day to avoid sin and to stir each other up to love and good works. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, all Christians are using their gifts to serve one another. And then we see in Acts chapter 18, verses 24 to 26, Priscilla and Aquila explaining the way of God more accurately to Apollos. Now listen, this is not all the evidence of teaching, but it shows you that there's a variety of ways in which we can teach. Some things we do here in-house, some things you get, some of you are involved in Bible studies or groups that are outside the life of the church. Some of you uh, have one-on-one discipleships or mentoring kind of relationships with other people. And then there's the stuff we do at home. Especially when we have kids or grandkids coming in, the things that we do at home to help grow them up, to help shape that generation to be a Christ follower just as we follow Christ. So this is a a small sample uh, of the big picture. And the big picture is this. The church of Jesus Christ is to be intentional. The second time you've heard that word today. Intentional about bringing people to Jesus, receiving them into the body, and helping them to grow to be more like Jesus. But that intentionality goes both ways. The church family needs to be intentional about helping other believers, and believers must be intentional about growing themselves. In other words, it's not a one-sided equation here where the church says, okay, we're going to do everything for you. You just, just show up. We got it all under control. That's not the way it works at all. The church family certainly needs to be intentional. What can we do to help you grow? But you've got to be intentional to grow yourself. In fact, if you've been through the beginning with grace or you've been in this church for a while, you may know that one of our core values says this. Every Christ follower has a personal responsibility to take ownership for his or her own spiritual growth, while we, as a church, have a responsibility to provide the inspiration, information, and resources necessary for that growth to occur. So what do we do on this side? What does the church do? Again, I went and I pulled out a few things. These are some of the things that we as a church do in order to encourage spiritual growth for you and for your family. Let me just give you this list real quick. This is going to sound so egotistical, but I, I, I hope and pray this is one of my goals every year. And that is uh, one of the things that we do to help you grow is strong biblical preaching with application. In other words, one of the things that, that in my goals every single year, one of my goals is to preach sermons that are both biblical and practical. 
And so that's one of the things we try to do. So you come and, and you receive God's word and, and hopefully you get some, some application to go out with that to begin to live that. Another thing that we provide are small groups. Small groups create a loving learning environment for adults all the way down to little kids where they can come and, and understand God's word and, and begin to apply God's word and to be held accountable and to find the encouragement that they need each and every day. So small groups is another area. We offer foundational studies. In fact, we said we're doing one of those this afternoon. Foundational studies are basically those things that we do that are, that are kind of focused in, like on evangelism or on prayer or on a, a particular area like finances And it's kind of a shorter program. Sometimes it may be six to 12 weeks. Other times it may be in one session like this afternoon. But they're there to design to help reinforce and strengthen a particular area of your walk with Christ. We certainly have available one-on-one discipleship. And I'm going to let you know that we want to take this seriously. If you're sitting out here right now and going, you know, that's exactly what I need. Would you let me know, not today, because I don't remember anything that's said on Sunday. Okay, Uh, I hope that's not true for you, but for me, it's just so much going on, it's hard to to get it if I don't write it down. But would you send me a text message or send me an email or call the church office on Monday and go, you know what, I'd really like someone who would come alongside me for a period of time as a one-on-one relationship to help me to to get kick-started or to, to move forward in my faith. We'd be happy to help with that. We offer a Grace at Home Resource Center. That's the exact thing you see on the opposite wall as you walk out of the worship center this morning. The Grace at Home Resource Center, full of resources for you to help you grow in whatever area of life it is that you feel like you need some additional growth. Service ministries, what are those? Those are our ministry teams. And part of teaching is when you're working alongside someone doing an act of service in Jesus' name. And We have service ministries that are inside the church. We have service ministries that are outside the church. Something else we offer, mission opportunities. If you've been on a mission trip, you know that is one of the the times in your life where you make jumps in your spiritual growth. It just moves you forward in in an incredible way as you go and serve others and share Jesus, uh, sometimes out of your comfort zone. We have prayer groups. We have groups that meet here to pray. And if you think mission trips move you forward in your spiritual growth, you ought to try praying. Praying will just jerk you forward like what, you know, you're doing zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. I mean, you're just going. And so let me encourage you, if you're not part of one of the prayer groups, we have a women's group that meets on Tuesday morning. We have a men's group that meets on Wednesday morning. And then, hey, listen, if you want to have your own little group in your own little neighborhood, just let us know. We'd love to encourage and support you in that as well. And then finally, I just want to add this because I think this is helpful. And that is one of the things that we do as a church is you get connected. It's hard if you're on the fringes, okay? But once you get connected, here's what you discover. Deeper friendships, deeper relationships. People you can count on. People who know you and love you anyway. I can't undersell that. I can't oversell it, I guess I should say. I can't oversell it. It's a huge thing. And some of you have discovered that. Some of you have yet to discover it, but I hope you will. 
So all in all, if you thought church was just about showing up on Sunday morning to hear a sermon and sing some songs, then let me be the one who say I'm very happy to burst your bubble today. Because that's not all church is. It's certainly not all church can be. Does Grace Fellowship do it perfectly? No. We still struggle. We still have to reinforce things. We still have to back up and start again on some things. But, but we're in this together. We're in this together. This is our spiritual journey together. When you're not part of it, you miss out on it. But you know what else? Other people miss out too when you're not part of it. You may not believe this. It may, it may rock your world this morning, but you are an important part of someone else's spiritual journey. You. You go, wait a minute, not me. I don't, I don't teach a class. I don't get up and, you know, speak publicly. I, I, I'm not one of those one-on-one disciples you talked about. It matters. It matters when someone shows up on Sunday morning. You have no idea what their week has been like, what they've endured during the weekend, what phone call that they got on Saturday night, and you're the smiling face at the front door on Sunday morning. Don't tell me that doesn't matter. It matters. When someone comes in, and, and listen, you may have plenty of food on the shelves at your house. You may have plenty of food on the table at your house. But it matters when someone comes in, and they just didn't have the food there for breakfast for their kids. And they're able to come and pick up some of the delicious food. I got to sample it this morning, some of the delicious food that's prepared here or maybe they don't have relationships and they get to sit down at one of these tables out here and have a conversation over a cup of coffee. It matters. It matters if you're a parent to know that your children are safely being loved and taught in an environment where you can rest easy in here, knowing that they're secure, that they're loved, and that they're being told about Jesus even now. All that matters. You would be blown away to know just the impact that you can make in someone's life to help them along their spiritual journey. We're on this journey together. A journey to be more like Jesus daily in our attitude and in our actions. And I want to invite you to join the journey. Where do you start today? Some of you may need to start by taking a step of faith and trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord to enter into the family of God. Man, we'd rejoice at that. That'd be an awesome thing. We'd celebrate that today. Some of you may need to take the step to say, okay, I need to be a part of a church like that. I've kind of been on the fringes. I've kind of been on the outskirts. But today I'm ready to take that step and say, hey, count me in. I want to be part of this body of Christ, journeying together in faith. Some of you may need to say, hey, listen, I just, you know what? I'm here, I'm plugged in, 
but I need, I need a place to serve. I need a group to be a part of. I, I, I need to be part of a prayer group. I need to be part of a small group. I need to be part of a service ministry. And, and we'll help you plug in. We'll help you. Listen, there's some folks who come in and, and they jump in with both feet. You couldn't keep them out of your group if you wanted to. But then there are others that need a little encouragement. And so let me encourage you this morning to get connected, to be part. Some of you may simply need to come and pray today. You just need to, be, you need to come before God and be honest and say, you know what? I gave my life to you. I joined the church. I got, even started coming occasionally to small groups and doing things like that. But if you ask me, are you a disciple who makes disciples? I have said no. That's not me. I'm a disciple, but not one who makes disciples. I want to encourage you to begin on that. This afternoon at 3 o'clock, we're not only going to go through a method of sharing the gospel, a tool that you can use to share the gospel. We're also going to talk about what your next step can be if you're doing absolutely nothing right now. We're not asking you, hey, listen, you're a beginning swimmer. Why don't you come down here off the big diving board and jump off that one? We're not asking you to do that. If you want to know, hey, listen, what can be my next, what can be my baby step? Then we want to talk about that this afternoon, too. I, I hope you'll be here. We, I'm excited because I started talking to a lot of people who started look, who after the last couple of weeks said, hey, I think I can do that. And so normally if you're offering evangelism class, at Tom Robinson, where are you? Tom, back here. Oh, you're up in the booth. Okay, if we're going to offer an evangelism class, how many people are going to show up? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Good answer. Now, usually, man, if you get a dozen people there, you're excited. So here, here's, here's, here's my desire. This is my plan. This is my hope. This is my vision. And it could come crashing down, but we're going to see this afternoon. We decided to have it in here. And we're going to set up room for 36 people. And I hope we have to bring in more tables. And we'll come in, 3 o'clock, be part of this. I hope you'll be part of it. We're providing child care, so we're going to take care of your kids. So if you've got little kids, come on, be part of it. But we're looking forward to this. Teenagers can come. This row over here, y'all can come. Yep, yep, let's wake them up, that's right. Yeah, y'all can come and be part of it. Turning everyday conversations into gospel conversations. That's something we can all do. And so we look forward to, to coming together. But right now, I want to invite you. If the Lord's laid something in your heart, decision you need to make this morning. I want to let you know this is the time, this is the place, this is the moment. And our praise team's going to come up and we're going to sing a final song. And as we do that, I just, I just pray that you'll respond as the Lord leads. Let's pray. Father God, we're grateful for the day. We're grateful for the opportunity. We're grateful for the time. More than anything, we're grateful for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. A salvation that is full. It's not incomplete in any way. A salvation that is free. We do nothing to earn it. A salvation that is received in faith. If there's someone who needs to receive that this morning, Lord, with your spirit, just tug them by the heart to say, now's the time. This is the day. This is the moment. Lord, if there are those who need a church home and they know that you've been calling them here, 
then Lord, would you just draw them to yourself today? If there are those, Lord, who are ready to take a next step into serving or being part of a small group or just being active in following Christ during their daily lives, Father, wherever it is, we pray today that you would powerfully work in this place by your Spirit and that we would hold nothing back when it comes to responding to you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.